God already has a beard, and his name is Logan. Welcome to episode 49 of the Mutant Musings podcast. It's the beginning of June 2019, so we'll be discussing some new comics and some news. I'm your host, Jonathan, and with me, as always, is Patrox, the Multiple Menace. Patty! Here's your friendly reminder that you can leave us a comment on this episode's webpage on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and follow us on Twitter at mutant musings. We have so much fun on social media and you should come have some fun with us. In fact, we recently tweeted about Emma Frost's clitoris and Leah Williams joined a very long and well thought out discussion about X-Men sex organs. And speaking of the clitoris, we don't just tweet using foul or sexy language. It is actually how we talk. So if you're easily offended by clit talk, beware of this podcast. But the clitoris is beautiful and important. So if the clitoris offends you, why the fuck are you so selfish? Give back, goddammit. Do you not know where the clit is? The internet is full of free images and videos that can map out the whole fucking thing for you. But only look at them if you're 18 or over. Real talk, clit talk. There's your disclaimer and your explicit content warning. Thank you to everyone who submitted answers for best X-Men Evolution episodes. You can listen to us discuss the episodes you picked on a special Summer Series episode out in a couple of months, but we're going to need your help one more time really soon for episodes of Wolverine and the X-Men, which is going to be difficult because it was only one fucking season, but we're going to try anyway. So make sure you can get in touch with us on Instagram, Twitter, or Facebook so you can submit your picks. And I'm sorry, but but Patty looked like she had something important to say when I was doing the clip talk. Yes. What? Okay, so there was this tweet from Leah Williams a while ago that yeah. I had found on Tumblr. It was that Emma Frost definitely has a clit hood piercing. Yeah, can. and And so I posted that in this X-Men group, which is filled with a lot of gay guys who were very <laughs> confused as to how you can pierce that what and where it is and i'm like listen dudes i can't get too explicit i can't (laughs) literally just post a picture of it you either google it and you know suck it up yeah suck it up and look if you're really that curious (laughs) i i didn't know the difference between a dick that was circumcised and one that does that isn't but i wasn't i i wasn't curious enough to actually look up pictures because i don't want to see dicks (laughs) <laughs> wait a second i don't know whether to be happy or offended <laughs> so uh so there's some clit talk and there's some uh there's some dick hood talk yep yeah and uh so happy pride month everybody yeah, speaking uh, of dick hood speaking is speak, <laughs> speaking of clits and dicks <laughs> Happy Pride Month. Happy Pride Month. I I am ace, so that's why I don't want to look at pictures of any of that. (laughs) So how are you guys doing out there? Yeah, good, great. Are you cut, uncut? Let us know. (laughs) (laughs) That's the dick talk, uncut. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There There was this one time I had to do this, like, term paper, and I just kept getting distracted, and I went on Facebook and got in this, like, lengthy, several hour long argument about male circumcision why i think it's wrong why do you want to put so many people out of work there are hard working moils out there that is what they're called patty they do the bris all right you're gonna put them out of work and then they can't support their families with their moil money <laughs> get your bris on yeah exactly exactly <laughs> 
So, so it's been a while since we recorded. It's nice to be back. We got to talk about about some comics. And the first comic we're going to talk about is War of the Realms, Uncanny X Men number two. I loved I loved how it opens. It just opens right into the action. I love seeing Danny, Karma, and Madrox fighting and saving a group of people that that and they need to bring back to a barricade at a fucking ballpark. Nobody cares about sports, but I guess they're good for something. You you can use a sport field as a barricade if frost giants ever attack you. Or That's zombies. Here. What? Zombies? Yeah, that would have been a cool place out for like The Walking Dead. Yeah, but that show is that show even exist anymore? I don't know. I, I don't know either, but but yeah, so so the opening was great, but when they when they get back to the fucking barricade, Scott's got a beard and he looks fucking adorable. I love bearded Scott. I hated how he looked. Why? Why he looks, do you hate Scott Summers he, and beards? He looked really fat. What? And because he was sitting down, he was like, oh, I was just taking a rest. And I was like, why did they make him seem like such a... He was l- wearing like, layers of clothes. I know. It's cold. It's the Frost Giants. But Danny wasn't. Danny wasn't what? Wearing layers of clothes. Because she's a fucking Valkyrie. She doesn't need uh-huh. to wear layers of clothes. Okay. She's an ass guardian. Okay. She's already got the guard for her ass. She doesn't need any more guard. Yeah. So, well, so whatever. Why. She's she's a woman and he's a man, so he gets yes. to have layers. Women have to freeze to death. What the fuck? <laughs> that's, that's comic books. That's the metaphor here. That's, that's the, the metaphor. metaphor here. Women have to go out and freeze while the man gets to grow all of his hair all over his face and keep his face warm. Exactly. And God damn it, why can't women do that? Exactly. Yeah, that's let what women I'm grow facial hair, god damn it. And he was just like sitting there and he was like just fat and he's just like on his fucking lazy boy and he's just like oh i was relaxing he killed a frost giant yeah whatever with his telescope who hasn't killed the frost giant apparently roberto has killed a bunch of them yeah yeah no roberto did kill a bunch of them and i thought that was awesome but but before they cut to the other team i thought this was interesting too and it was kind of funny that they're being super careful with with jamie prime no, yeah, no, I, I did too, and I liked his uh, outfit. It was cute. They just basically are using Jamie and his dupes to protect this, like, entire place. No, but then when they cut to the other team, yeah, Sunspot. Sunspot is there. Like, we knew that at the end of the last issue. You see the little Sunspot spots popping up. So, obviously, it was Sunspot. And he's fucking just yeeting cars right into them. I thought that was awesome. I really did. And, oh, fucking Wolfsbane and Chamber are both still around. Uh, which is is kind of nice and also kind of sad at the same time to see them because of because of what happened and like you see hope get ripped in half which was weird that that kind of freaked me out I figured you know it's with what's going on in Uncanny right now I figured that it's not beyond question for hope to be ripped in half and just fucking murdered but thankfully she was copying Madrox's abilities and it wasn't the real Hope Prime have they even referenced this book in uncanny not that i know of no yeah so i don't think that they can really do anything in these books that have like repercussions ah i disagree with you there and but we'll get to that a little bit later right i I know what you're talking about yeah you know what i'm talking you just thought of it yeah but yeah no i thought it was really cool that she was copying jamie's powers yeah okay but then um saber two shows up with a bunch of like wolves and fucking dark elf goons and shit like that and then the team from Queens shows up and finds them and chases Sabretooth and the goons away. 
And I thought that that was really cool. But, like, after they chase Sabretooth and the goons away, like, they didn't, nobody even notices until it's too late that Wolfsbane is gone. And I thought that that was fucking bullshit. And, like, we don't know why magic hasn't shown up at all. And it's because Sabretooth has magic prisoner. And so it's going on in, like, War of the Realms, the, the main title, that the Black Bifrost Bridge is how Malekith uh, moves his armies around. And since that thing is broken, Sabretooth wants to offer magic. Uh, so they can, like, transport the fucking evil armies and shit like that. And so Victor is holding uh, Rain hostage and is going to use her as motivation for magic to, to work for Sabretooth. But all of a sudden, Hrim Harry is there and so is Tyr. And uh, at first I'm like, is this a fucking trick? Or is this why Rain left the X-Men and kind of just laid down and died? No, see, I was really confused by this because it's not like she she said like, oh, yeah, I found out that my dead child is alive. And also my fucking furry boyfriend is alive. They're dead. Yes. Yes. No, but she didn't <laughs> she didn't say that in Uncanny. She just like, I, I need time for myself. Yeah. Like, I feel like if, you know, they actually came back to life, she would have said that. So I have no idea when these events take place. Right. Like, they should theoretically be before Uncanny. You know, before Rain died, but after the team completely got together. But I don't think that that's why she left the team. Well, I mean, because, okay, so Herm Harry and, uh, and Tyr are dead. They're, they're from the land of the dead. That's why they're here. But, you know, Rain is alive. So, I don't know. I mean, it's a theory. I don't, I don't know how much merit there is to it. But like I said, my first thought is this a trick. You know, because it could be a trick. Somebody could just be fucking with her and be like, oh, look at these... Two people, your your former fucking fuzzy fuckboy, and then your little baby boy. But but another thing is, is it just because she dies, that doesn't necessarily mean that she is going to go to the land of, like, the Asgardian land of the dead. You know what I mean? That's why I'm, like, I'm saying it's just a theory. I don't know if it's true, because I can find a flaw in it, too. But I think it's just, like, it's a possibility. Anyway, I mean, I like this issue... Uh, I thought the pacing was good. There was, like, enough of each team's story to kind of nicely tie together. Uh, this thing with Victor all of a sudden, you know, being hardcore awful again is a little weird, you know, after kind of seeing him sort of good for a while. And it sort of stinks, but at the same time, like, that's Sabretooth. That's how we've known Sabretooth forever. So it was a nice little break, but it was bound to happen again. I don't really like how they're treating Banshee. I think it was this issue where, you know, somebody made a joke about how he just, like, follows them around or whatever, probably because they keep feeding him. I thought that was silly. Uh, yeah, he's like a homing pigeon. <laughs> it's it's weird because Rosenberg has been the one who's who's writing all of Banshee now, and he's the one who did Astonishing that kind of turned him sort of back to normal. So why is he still acting like like he was before he got turned back to normal? I don't understand this. Like... This was Rosenberg's writing that did this. So why is he not being consistent with his writing of Banshee? It's okay if Banshee's not 100% back to normal, but he just seems like the fucking zombie Banshee again. Like, like he, that never got undone, and it did. So it's just kind of weird. I don't know. Well, I mean, that's not the only thing that he's been inconsistent with. Uh, he's also been inconsistent with Scott and him using his powers and just kind of like his personality between the books. You think so? Yes. Um, He's always wonderful. What are you talking about? <laughs> don't make don't. <laughs> how many how many more issues of Uncanny do we have? Is it end of twenty one or twenty two? All right, good. What? Can't wait for that to be over. <laughs> God, 
There's gonna be somebody dying like every issue of Uncanny, and I'm like, yeah, that's what it seems totally like. over it. Yeah, like, I know. Shut up. And- I, it doesn't even matter anymore. Who are you gonna kill next? You're gonna kill a fucking. Just kill the whole team. Who cares? No more X Men. I don't care anymore. What the fuck? Yeah, just podcast like having, over. <laughs> just having like all of these back to back deaths just like completely like erases the significance. All right, so uh, next up, we're going to talk about Uncanny X-Men number 18. <laughs> Great, I wonder who dies. Oh, wait, Scott's, I know. Scott's beard died. Good. No, that's taking place at a different time. But uh, I want to see more more Scott Summers with a beard. But So Uncanny opens with Wolverine leaving the team. He always leaves the team. He always leaves the team. That's yeah, what you, that's, you just leave your teammates. That's what he does. He leaves a note, but this time he went to tell Magic. And yeah. she was like, why are you telling me? I don't fucking care. <laughs> and was, she's like, I'm not your dad. And she, he's like, he's like, cause we're the same. We're both broody and emo. And she's like, okay, cool. Bye. <laughs> hey, yeah. So yeah. But you know, after that funny little scene with Wolverine, it cuts to the Marauders. And I like this artist, but what I really liked was his use of panels. You know, they're just waiting for the subway and then the subway passes. And then on the other side of the fucking subway, the X-Men are just standing there with Juggernaut. Also shout out to Vertigo who apparently needs to wear glasses for taking care of her vision problems. I'm glad that she saw an optometrist, so I thought that was I thought that was cute. But, you know, so obviously everybody starts fighting, but, you know, somebody brings up massacring the Morlocks, and Harpoon is like, no, we didn't kill the Morlocks. We don't even know why we're together. Something is going on, and, like, you know, we're thinking, who is fucking with them? We see Harpoon surrender, but then Chamber just fucking kills all of them. That was so badass. When he just, like, pulled the little fucking flap away and just fucking burned them all, it was fucking incredible. I thought that was amazing. But then, you know, after that, he starts getting... I think Scott starts yelling at him, and then all of a sudden Chamber gets fucking harpoons. Fucking harpoon harpoons uh, Chamber. Scott's like, we're gonna get you out of here, and Chamber literally curses as Scott. Yeah, he's like, fuck you, you killed me. Yeah, yeah, that was... Oh my god, that was... That was fucking rough to look at. And then they teleport back to fucking Harry's hideaway, which I never thought how how funny that name sounds. It's like, Um, let me into your Harry hideaway. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Gross. What the (laughs) f- This is not gross. You gotta shave. (laughs) Yeah, so, but, but, you know, they don't have time to really do much because when when they get back to- Harry's hideaway, it's on fire. So the Warlock Madrox is called Warlocks, which is cute. But but FYI, Chamber is actually dead. As if that was actually a surprise to anybody. Soon as he got impaled, I'm surprised they just didn't fucking do it then and pronounce him dead right there. Because what does it actually matter? I look I, I literally as I'm typing my notes to look at that, I'm like, what the fuck? Why does this keep happening? You know, I had a theory that maybe when Age of X-Man is over, that, you know, cause Nate or somebody, and I'm assuming it'll be Nate, might restore everybody. You know, because all the X-Men turn to dust. They they turn to the fucking Infinity War dust. And that's going to have to be undone. So if Nate undoes that, maybe he'll bring back all these dead X-Men. But somebody on Twitter, and I got to pull it up right now, had a different theory. And I thought it was interesting. And I want to shout it out. And I want to get it right. So Eric on Twitter was like, You know, your theory is something I've had suspicions about since number 11, but that one doesn't scare me. What does scare me is maybe this is what Hickman asked for, a culling. I mean, we have Chamber, Guido, Blindfold, and Loa, 
and Rain. So, yeah, maybe he's trying to thin out the herd before he takes over. And I think that there's a little bit of merit to that, but at the same time, like, this isn't too many characters. If this is a And why the fuck kill Loa? She hasn't even appeared in anything in, like, years. And I feel like if he restored people, why would he just restore the people that have been dead in the last like six months or something i don't know like that doesn't make sense i'm sorry it was just a theory no I'm don't just... yell at me don't yell at... why are you yelling at me <laughs> and also i don't know if he has that ability but like honestly oh, he's got the life seed he's patty. oh yeah he's got the life seed that's disgusting he can give life uh, with his seed that's gross <laughs> <laughs> why do you hate baby making i uh, just just bring guido back like I don't really care too much about whoa, anybody else. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why are you yelling at me? Whoa. <laughs> and then, and then, you know, Sinister shows up and he's like, listen, I wasn't going to set your place on fire, but you killed my marauder. So I got kind of angry. They were just waiting for mass transit. <laughs> Which is stupid because he's got farms of them. He can, he's got more waiting. Why would he be mad about that and set something on fire? How much of an inconvenience is it for Mr. Sinister to pull another marauder out of the fucking, the marauder patch? You know what I mean? It's not that hard. It's not that hard. No. And he's got the, I mean, he can make people. He also has the life seed powers. I would liken them more to nuts. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, like the Deku nuts. Yeah, that's uh, the I got gotcha. like the Deku nuts. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so Sinister did this weird thing where, like, he he transformed into the firefighters, and so all the firefighters were Mister Sinister. Did you not know and... that? Did you not know he could do that? No. Yeah, that's part of his whole fucking thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, he transforms into firefighters. Okay, yeah. I didn't I didn't know that one. He can also transform into uh, receptionists. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, it is cute. He, he can uh, be his own receptionist. Uh, and and if you've been hurt in a fall <laughs> or an accident, you call one eight hundred Sinister because he's also a TV lawyer. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the best kinds. <laughs> so then all these firefighters are like also transformers and they just start piling on each other and then there's just this gigantic like 12 foot mr sinister remember that south park episode you remember that south park episode where the fucking uh the aliens from like the future were coming back and everybody was racist so they were like oh we have to stop the future from happening but they were like all the dudes on south park were like, we're just gonna have gay sex and we're gonna stop the future and so all the men were like on tv camera or whatever they're like on the news ripping their clothes off back on the pile and all the dudes in south park were just jumping on this big sex pile and having sex with each other <laughs> i'm sorry i vaguely remember that from just, when i was like 14 that just reminded me of that and you were talking about a, a big sexy sinister pile back yeah i mean that's, that's, that's kind of what it was and until until they started joining the pile I think it was Ileana or Hope or something. It was like, oh, that's so cool. And Jamie's like, that's literally my power set. <laughs> and so then so then Alex is like, enough of this bullshit and just lets out this ridiculously enormous blast. And apparently he went he went too high. So now his his body is like turning invisible. Mm-hmm. But nobody knows why or what's happening. Right now or... he's not transparent. He's translucent. Yes, that's correct. There's your word of the day. Thank you. Translucent. Yes. He is not opaque 
anymore. <laughs> I know I know all of the all of the shades of realness now. Yeah, all the see, all the of shades realness. of see through. You're giving us shades of realness. Thank you. Yeah, and untucked. Yeah, all right, thanks. <laughs> and then and then guess what? Instead of instead of just well, let's kill Karma. Nope, Karma's gonna leave now too. Oh my because, god! Because you know what? Everybody's gonna leave the team, or Everybody's they're gonna, gonna die. Leave. Everybody's gonna leave or die. Everybody leaves, or leave and die. I in the hope, case of Rain, I hope Uncanny X Men number twenty two is just empty shots of rooms. I hope there are just rooms, you know? Like, it starts off with, every X-Men story is the same. This is the last X-Men story. And then it just takes you through fucking Karma's mansion, and there's just the fucking bathroom, and somebody put the toilet paper on the wrong way. That's the conflict right there. That's your conflict of the issue, that somebody put the toilet paper on wrong. It's it's so stupid. Because, you know, like, she's like, she's like, oh, Ilyana hates me. And then Danny just, like, makes it okay by, like, oh, Ilyana kind of hates everyone. Ha, ha, ha. Wait, no, 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 no. This is ignoring what Karma fucking did. Why is she leaving? I bet you next issue, next issue, Danny falls on the floor again and was like, Shan is dead. <laughs> and I then, thought you were going to say Danny falls on the floor and is dead. Danny falls on the floor and is dead, but not before she says Shan is dead. And then Danny's <laughs> dead, too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Danny's going to die right after we got her powers back, finally. <laughs> And then fucking Wolverine is walking down the street and they're doing construction on some building and they're using adamantium and there's a little accident. Somebody tips the fucking thing a little bit too much and the adamantium falls and coats Logan and Logan dies. (laughs) Yeah, and then fucking, and then Scott falls on the ground and he's like, Logan's dead! And then Scott dies. And by the way, they've fucking karma starts listing everybody who's dead and mentions roberto is he gonna die in the fucking war of the realms uncanny yes <laughs> everybody dies everybody everybody does die that's that's your life lesson kids yeah but anyway so the very end of this issue last page is there's emma there's emma and i guess she's behind everyone forgetting they cleaned up her marauders problem so she was steering everybody and then Scott is calling Mystique all of a sudden, cliffhanger? And of course, the day that this comes out, uh, this episode posts is uh, the day the fucking next issue of Uncanny comes out. Because that's how it's been. We've been having the same schedule. So so we'll find out the day this posts. But um, listen, I liked, I, I loved the opening of this issue. Uh, with the fight with the Marauders, anyway. It was great. It was great up until Chamber. It's It's silly at this point. It really is. And I shouldn't be saying silly when... Uh, a fucking x-man is dying like i just i shouldn't but it's every like you know every fucking issue you know the timing of this is just off like somebody needs to be on this somehow if roberto actually dies in war of the realms uncanny number three then they should have they needed to time this somehow other than the way they did because i'm saying we just saw him you know like uh i don't know i'm really i'm really not happy i don't know of many people who are people are, are seem to be varying degrees of angry or disappointed or just fed up with this book at this point and it really sucks i i've been trying to have faith that like something will be undone or there's a larger purpose to this but it's just too much bullshit just like one issue right after the next and it's really like i don't hate the guy i don't think he's a bad writer because he's written some really fucking good stuff in fact the only thing of his other than how this is going that i don't like is his multiple man miniseries um but anything else i've read of his i've liked so, you know, and I know this all isn't up to him either. You know, this was decided 
a while ago, this whole Hickman takeover. So who knows how much editorial input into this there was. I, or Hickman input there was. I don't know. But yeah, this is pretty fucking terrible. Yeah, so I don't know if the blame is completely on him, but But you since, hate him, it doesn't matter. Yeah, since <laughs> since Marvel hasn't come out and said, like, in defense of Rosenberg, this isn't all his fault. <laughs> so uh, who else can I blame it on? They're not giving me any other names to blame. So I'm going to name the guy who's listed first on the comic. You're going to name names? I'm going to name names. That's messed up. <laughs> um. Yeah, There's there's really not much else to say about this, except that... It really sucks how uncanny is going. But anyway, on to maybe happier things. Uh, next comic we're talking about is Mr. and Mrs. X number 11. And look at all of these nods to continuity. <laughs> Don't you love when comic books include the continuity? I love when they add the continuity. I think it's because, a little overrated. Because... Just release things in whatever fucking order you want. We'll figure it out. That's not your job. That's our, the reader's job. <laughs> Because the headlines in the comic, as we're opening with Gambit, you know, there are references to Uncanny, there are references to X-Force, Gambit even mentions that part of him wants to go help Scott and Logan, and Alt-Rogue is off helping Captain Marvel. Guess guess when that happened and where that happened? That happened in Captain Marvel, <laughs> and it was recently. So that was nice. They're tying things together. Don't you love it when, when things get tied together? Eh. Like tubes? <laughs> I would love to. <laughs> Whoa. Whoa. So I, I'm not going to say the name, but I recently started working for this company that distributes uh, surgical instruments. And so I have seen what vasectomy snippers look like. Snip, snip. <laughs> do they make Do they make circumcising scissors? I'll take a look in the catalog when I go to work on Monday. But I don't... I, I don't feel think... like that's primitive. They probably use like a stick and a rock. Why are you anti-Semitic? That's not anti-Semitic. <laughs> Listen, okay, so there are religious reasons, right, that people get them done. Yes. But the majority didn't start in this country listen. until, listen, no, until <laughs> Kellogg, the guy, the cereal guy, said... The rooster? No. He was, like, anti-masturbation, and he thought for some reason that circumcising men would prevent... Uh, masturbation because it was like against the church to masturbate or something so starting in like the 1910s that's really when it started because of propaganda that he spread and to this day people don't really think about why they're doing it they just do it because like you know some people are like ew gross uncircumcised nasty gee <laughs> thanks for woman explaining all of that to me patty Thank you. Please tell me more about my own body, Patty. <laughs> Seriously, you women always talking about man's bodies like you know all of this stuff. I do. My body, my choice. <laughs> my penishood, my choice. See, and that's the thing. They do it to babies. They don't even get to make the decision. Okay, but listen. Yes. So I, I, I'm kind of happy for, for the man babies, you know, <laughs> when they get it cut, men as babies. The man babies is what I'm calling them, apparently. <laughs> Because, okay, now I don't have personal experience with this as a teenager, but when I was a teenager, I had a friend. We were both, what, 13? And without getting into graphic details of the hows and the whys and the whos and the whats, he had to get the procedure done when he was 13. And he was in a lot of pain all the time. 
And so uh, I'm, you know, I mean, it's it's good for for man babies to get it when they're man babies, so they don't remember that kind of shit. But there's no reason to get it. I'm listen, listen. I I, I am not pro hood or anti hood. I'm just saying that if it does happen, that it should happen during the man baby period. So Gambit's got to sneak into New Orleans because he's supposed to be the king of thieves, but he's he's never around to take care of his princes of thieves. So, but it's a trap, and it was a trap laid by Kandra, who was killed not too long ago by Gideon. And I think before that, she, I don't remember any of that. I think she before that she was killed by Scarlet Spider, and it was so very important that we all remember all of these things. I didn't even remember who the fuck she was. She's an external. Yes, it said that, but I still don't remember who the fuck she was. <laughs> yeah. So the thieves and assassins guild are working together under Kandra against Gambit, I guess. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's he's chained up, and and Belladonna comes in and is like, "Did you search him?" Literally the most invasive and aggressive possible search you can do and i'm just like this dude with this little mohawk is just like yes and i'm waiting for details about gambit's colon (laughs) but you know and then i started feeling iffy about this because you could see that belladonna doesn't actually feel good about gambit being tied up and like helpless like this and she like sort of wants to help him but but she keeps putting her face closer to his and i'm like bitch if you seriously kiss this man i don't know I thought that he was kind of trying to seduce her, but then he hears all this banging coming from the other room, and he's like, oh, oh yeah. she's here. Yeah. Yeah, so uh, apparently Gambit is smart and left a note in the house saying that he's going to New Orleans to whatever. Be the king of thieves. Yeah, whatever. So <laughs> Rogue... make some gumbo. So, so Rogue uh, saw the note when she got back and decided to go. And then she beats the shit out of people. Yes. Uh, and then she also has a suppression collar put on her. Yep. So, yes, they're chained up and hanging again. Oh, uh, this was great, though. When when she says, I knew our married life would include chains, I just thought they'd be fun ones. I thought that was so hot. Yes. <laughs> uh, yeah, but, uh, but, so, so they're both chained up. You know, but then fucking all of a sudden Rogue is fucking put on an X and is going to be sacrificed. So, oh, big scary. And uh, she's going to be okay. She's going to be fine. Um, I thought that this book was a lot of fun. I, I really did. It was, a, it was a cute little look into Gambit's history, a little bit of focus on him just for a little bit. You know, the fucking the externals and the dialogue just made this issue just a, a huge fucking blast. I, I loved it. Part of me is upset that this book is, is almost over. Um, but again, like, I'm trying to think how, how long could this series go on for? You well, might... it is, like, the only good X book that we have out right now. Whoa! Whoa there. Whoa. Whoa. What are you doing with that on? Yeah, this was, like, a breath of fresh air after having to read Uncanny. What I meant to say is that this is the only good here and now 616 universe X book that we have right now. Because X-23 just ended, that was meh, and X-Force and Uncanny and Wherever the Realms are all pretty trash. Oh man, Patty is on the ramp. I am. The Age of X books are a lot better, and I'm not really looking forward to those ending because I don't know about Hickman's writing. Um, I know a lot of people are excited. I'm apprehensive. I mean, I feel like anything is better than what we're getting now, but we'll see. So thanks for joining us on this episode of Mutant Music. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Fuck them. Just cancel, cancel all the X Men books. 
I mean, they're gonna be soon anyway. Just Who cares? Fuck them. Fuck them. Hey, the whole Hickman thing is just a joke. <laughs> the Hickman takeover is just a goof. And then you're gonna walk in the store, and it's gonna there's you're gonna see the cover. You're gonna open it, and it's gonna be like, haha, J.K. Well, they told us this is the last X Men story ever. <laughs> Yeah, so so it kind of stinks that this is going to be over soon. It was it was a lot of fun. I you know and and I've said this before. Like I don't know how long this would be able to go on anyway. But like I mean, really, how long could any of them go on for? It's 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 not going to matter soon. But uh, Mister and Mrs X has been has been a pretty good series. I wasn't a huge fan of that whole Mojo arc, but uh, but it was still fun. And and obviously Rogue's going to be okay by the end of next issue. And I'm I'm really I'm really interested to see how it's going to conclude. And also kind of sad that it's just about over. And speaking of over, next comic we're talking about is X23 number 12. And all right, so Gabby, Gabby ran off. She and Laura got into a fight last issue. And that's why it irked me that in the issue before that, that when the ex-assassin died, Gabby didn't seem that upset at the very end of the issue. I thought there was going to be more crying and more of a fit. And instead, they just like ordered a takeout. And so last issue, Gabby's like, no, I've got to go do this. She saw this feather and was like, it smells like us. And you're like, what the, what is actually happening? But in any case, Gabby calls Laura and is just like, how do we stop that train in Morocco? And I thought that was hilarious because Laura's like, why? And she's like, no reason. And then you see, you see Gabby on this, on top of this fucking train. And the art is amazing. I love this artist. What is it, Diego Orlete, Olortegui? I'm butchering it. I don't know how to fucking pronounce things. But but he just does such an amazing, amazing job on art. Because there's this one page, and it's not like a complete splash page, I don't think. But like, Gabby and Jonathan are sort of like aimed at the camera, and it just looks fucking amazing. And I, I absolutely love it. And so Laura locates Gabby on this fucking train, and drops down into the car, and there are ex-turkeys! I love them. There are ex-turkeys. I love them so much, and when I saw somebody on Twitter say that this issue is stupid, (laughs) uh, or something stupid happened in this issue, I thought they were talking about the ex-turkeys, and I was gonna be like, you take that back, bitch. (laughs) These are fantastic. Yeah, seriously. Karen uh, tweeted something about this, and it was like, not my honey badger. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? Did did she kill somebody? Did something, like, really terrible happen? And then, you know, I read this, and the entire issue, I'm like, what was Karen flipping out about? She's making, she's making mountains out of molehills. Nothing bad happened here. But yeah, the ex-turkeys were fucking adorable. And Gabby even holds one up to Laura, and there's a little heart. Patty, yes, see yes, see yes see I did. Heart? I loved it. A little heart. The ex-turkeys. Yeah, and they smell kind of like the clones. Obviously, they were part of some experiments, too. Gabby wants to save them, and Laura's like, we don't have time for this. And Gabby's like, well, fuck you. I'm gonna go off and do this then. And so Laura's like, oh, well, fine. And so they, you know, set the tr- this train to fucking self-destruct, and it explodes. But, you know, be- they couldn't get the fucking turkeys out in time, but it doesn't matter, because the turkeys are part fucking clone. They have healing. And they can fly. And so it doesn't matter how much fucking you try to fucking cook these turkeys in the oven because they ain't getting cooked. Good. <laughs> those are those are my kind of turkeys. Yeah. The ex-turkeys wind up being okay. You know, that's the, the fucking... There's some uh, mutant vegan farmers, and that's where the ex-turkeys go. That's where I live. <laughs> and, and that was great. This was This was heartwarming. This was cute. 
And, uh, and then, you know, we get to the last couple of pages. And then the fucking Gabby says, Scout. Which, you know, the ex-assassin. And so, but, but Honey Badger is changing her name to, to Scout. Honey, Honey Badger. It's not Honey Badger anymore, Patty. It's so stupid. And I didn't understand where she got the name Scout. Scout. Yeah, I hate it. Patty. Yes. Yeah. That's the code name now. It's. I hate it. It's so fucking stupid. And I just saw Tom Taylor post on Facebook that he just got greenlit for like three things that he pitched. And I was like, I hope one of them is to change Gabby's name back out of spite. <laughs> because so stupid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm, that's what Karen was, was talking about. So I didn't realize that until like almost at the at the very end. But also Gabby made a snarky remark about Laura changing her name a million times. No, she hasn't. She, she you know, there was X-23. There was a dialogue box that that said her name, her code name was Talon. I think once that happened. Other than that, she's been Wolverine. And that's it. As far as I know. Uh, somebody, somebody could comment and, and prove me wrong. And that's fine. But she hasn't changed her name a million times. But this is awful. I mean, it ended really cute. She, she made some slight costume modifications. She's looking at herself in the full length mirror. She's back with Laura. Jonathan's there. Everything's happy. But fucking Scout. I hate it so much. And listen, I want to say this. Mariko Tamaki has done an okay job with this series. It was not groundbreaking. It was not fucking amazing. Especially compared to what Tom Taylor did. Like, that was a hard act to follow. That was a fucking amazing series. But we got to see more of Laura in the big sister role. We got to see Gabby trying to find her own place in the world. And she was, you know, like, a, had this really caring and funny personality. So... So this writer kind of expanded a little bit on what Tom Taylor did. I loved the the opening arc with the cuckoos, but I cannot believe that not only this writer thought that this was a good code name, but that the editors were like, yeah, fucking do it. Whatever. Hickman's taking over anyway. Fuck it. Yeah, no, I, I was so pissed. I feel like this was just a big slap in the face. Like, oh, I took this book over now and it's ending and nobody can do anything to stop me. Like, she hasn't even been Honey Badger for a year and a half. I think it's been about a year and a half. And that is kind of a weird code name, but it's somehow very fitting. And I don't really remember hearing or seeing very many complaints about it when that became the official code name. But I have seen nothing but complaints about Scout. Nothing but complaints. Maybe we're not going to see Gabby around much anymore. Anyway, I, I have no idea. But not something that I hope sticks for very long. Yeah, no, she better show up again. Or Hickman is a shit writer. Jesus Christ! <laughs> I feel like every time you say something about Jonathan Hickman, we lose 100 subscribers. <laughs> Is that true? I haven't, re- I haven't, I haven't read anything by him. I'm just saying, I'm preemptively ready to hate anybody <laughs> for any reason at any given point. That's really, yeah. That's not different than any way you've ever exactly. Out. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, I mean, other than that, really awful decision. It also kind of stinks that this series is over again. It wasn't groundbreaking. It wasn't like, oh my god, this is fantastic. But it was good. I enjoyed it. And like I said, I fucking love this artist. And I hope we see more of him. Uh, last new comic we're talking about is Amazing Nightcrawler number four. And listen, this was a really tough decision to pick uh, comics that we're going to talk about for this episode. Because, it, first of all, it's been a few weeks, so there's more comics to try to decide uh, between. But also, some of the comics that we've been talking about, we've just been talking about like some of the same ones consistently. 
And I like that in a way. But at the same time, I thought it would be nice to switch things up a little bit. My first thought was to talk about Extremists number four. That was a fucking amazing issue. I love it. If you haven't read it, go fucking read it. If you've read it, fucking read it again. It was amazing. But we haven't talked about this in a while. So I wanted to talk about Amazing Nightcrawler. And it opens with where the last issue left off. There is a fight between Studio X and Mastermind Studios. And I kind of like this artist, one Frigeri or Frigeri or... It's Fragili. What? It's Fragili. It's Fragili. It's pronounced Fragile. Hey, what does Fragile mean? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's that's what I was referencing. Yeah, yeah, I remember hearing that on on that episode of Rugrats, and I'm sure. What? It's, yeah, I'm sure it's been done elsewhere, but it was on an episode of Rugrats when I was little. And it was like these movers had this wooden box, and it was upside down. And the one guy was like, "Hey, hey, Fred, what does fragile mean? <laughs> Why? Where did you see it? That was from a Christmas story. That was from a Christmas story. Yeah, with the with the fucking leg lamp thing." Oh, really? Yeah. So Rugrats stole it from a Christmas story. Yeah. Listen, I have not watched that fucking god-awful movie in probably 25 years. So I did not remember that at wow. all. Wow. Okay, yeah, no, Rugrats definitely stole that. Okay, that's fine. But anyway, so so these two this fucking all these mutants from these two studios are fighting, and it's awesome. But what's even more awesome is that everybody's cheering because they think that this is a show. They just think that... Yeah, everybody's putting this on for the for the hell of it. Nightcrawler's smiling, and they're like, oh, let's give them a show. But at some point, you know, Kurt convinces Regan to just walk away. So they go their, their separate ways. But, you know, Kurt is still looking for this little girl, Tenya. This mysterious blue woman who left Kurt files on this little blue girl named Tenya Jean. So fucking Celeste decides that she's going to help him. And Celeste psychically finds Tenya, and Kurt takes him there, and Megan is watching a movie. And, you know, this is where things start to get a little weird because Celeste is talking about being separated from Irma and hearing Irma psychically screaming from, like, the other side of the world. And Kurt's like, oh, we wouldn't have done that. That's terrible. And then, like, Megan doesn't know how she was transported to where Tenya was. And so, yeah, so there's a couple, like, little minor things. We're like, oh, what's going on here? But anyway... Megan is just hanging out with Tenya, and they're watching Flat Scan Zombie Beach Party. Patty, there is a movie, there is a fictional movie that exists named Flat Scan Zombie Beach Party. I want to go. That is the beach party that I want to join. We need to go to a Flat Scan Zombie Beach Party. Each well, there's, a, there's the zombie walk down at like Asbury Park or something every year. Yeah, but is that a Flat Scan Zombie Beach Party? It's a zombie beach party. <laughs> All right, fine. Fine, but but I need people to know that I am a flat scan. Okay, wear a shirt. Wear a shirt that says flat scan? Yes. Says, who's got two thumbs and is a flat scan? This guy. Yes. And you can get a shirt that says, I'm with flat scan. Oh, I love it. <laughs> all right, but then, you know, all of a sudden, fucking Megan morphs into Mystique, and Celeste Wait, meta- Mega Morphin Megan Rangers. Megan, Megan Morphin Power Rangers. Megan? Yes. It's the Megan Morphin Power Rangers? Yes. So Megan is a Power Ranger. Yes. So Megan Morphin Power Ranger fucking morphed into Mystique. And fucking Kurt's like, what is happening? Everything starts getting crazy. Celeste is like, oh, the psychic surgery may take your memories, but it leaves scar tissue. And Megan's powers are determining that you need to see someone from before your re-education. And Kurt keeps saying, oh, re-education is a myth. 
But we find out that the Cuckoos have been manipulating minds. Kurt has been mind-wiped before. He's fallen in love before. He's gone looking for Tenya before. And they're actually controlling everyone. And that was crazy. That was really fucking creepy. And also, I, I don't... As, as creepy and as much as I like creepy, like, I don't want to see the cuckoos painted in a negative light. I don't want to see them characterized badly, even if this is, you know, fucking alternate worlds. But, like, you know, everything has been kind of, like, happy and simple in this book so far. And you think that, like, the romance between Kurt and Megan is going to be the conflict? And all of a sudden, nope, you fucking pull back the curtain and the fucking, they're the wonderful... Cuckoos of Oz. I just thought that that was like really weird because if they're controlling everything and everybody, why do they need to be separate? Hmm? Then why is Irma screaming? I don't know because they need to be together. Remember? But Ir- it doesn't make sense. Irma was on the other side of the world. I know. They need to be together. Yeah, but why don't they just stay together then if they're controlling everybody? She was working for the other company. Yeah. Maybe. So it doesn't make sense. But maybe that was the plan. Maybe I mean, I have a feeling. That might, and that's, you know, that's a good point. We'll probably find that out explicitly next issue. But if I were to venture a guess, it would be so that the Cuckoos could take control of both film studios all the time. You know what I mean? You have one person over here okay. with Regan's studio and over here, Kurt's studio. That's what I think anyway. But, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming we'll find out. You know, I mean, this this... This is interesting. You know, this isn't my favorite series in Age of X-Men, but it's definitely not my least favorite. It's just kind of in the middle. But I thought that this was an interesting reveal, except, again, I'm not I'm not sure how I feel about Cuckoos being characterized like this and what's going to ultimately happen at, at the end of it. Um, I love the Cuckoos. I don't care if it's alternate universe Cuckoos. Take care of my Cuckoos. Be good to the Cuckoos. Because if there is anything you need to know about Cuckoos, you can learn by playing... Any Legend of Zelda game, if you fuck with the cuckoos, they all band together and swoop in and fly the fuck after you, and you need to run the fuck away and get into a building because those cuckoos are not going to leave you alone. Yes, that was a good analogy. I know. I'm smart. (laughs) Uh, So are they going to let him remember this time, like, what's actually happening? Was... Was Mystique actually there, or was that just Megan the whole time? That was probably... I don't know. That was probably Megan. That's confusing. I don't know. Um... (laughs) And then who is this Tenya girl? That's his daughter? Yeah, I mean, you know, she looks like a tiny version of Talia. And then I was like, I was like, well, you know, why does he have a kid and he doesn't know? He's that a deadbeat would, dad. No, that would make sense, though. Next on Maury. <laughs> deadbeat dads. That that would make sense, though. Kurt that... Wagner, you are the father. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just curious if, like, anybody is going to remember what happens here back in the real world. Because there have been definitely some, like, personality changes, you know, like, going from hero to villain and vice versa. And, I don't know, I'm curious to see if the Cuckoos would remember this, like, in the real world. Because, I don't know, like, why are they doing this? To control everybody? It doesn't really, I don't know. Because the people need stories, is what they said. That's stupid. (laughs) We need movies to show mutants how wonderful this world can be. That's stupid. I don't I'm, like it. Somebody needs to make movies, Patty. I think this is just a statement for how fucking liberal elite Hollywood is evil. Okay, I like that message. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> so, do you think Marvel should have scouted other code names for Honey Badger? Wouldn't turkeys who break up also be called ex-turkeys? Don't go anywhere, flat scan zombie especially to a beach party, because we'll be right back after the commercial break. 
boy, the world sure is a terrible place. Politicians and corporations are having sex on piles of cash. All the ice is melting. Animals are dying. Damn it, I should get out there and do something. No, you shouldn't. You should sit your ass down, go to geekade.com, and stare at a screen instead. Hmm, go on. Everyone loves something geeky. Whether it's video games or comic books, wrestling or anime, music or horror movies, geekade.com has got you covered. But will the environment be okay? Are you kidding? Animals don't die. They go down the road to the farm. And when the ice melts, we have more pool parties. And those politicians and corporations are just keeping the money safe until it's time to trickle down. Everything is just fine in the world. You should be reading articles, listening to podcasts, and watching the videos on Geekade.com. Well, when you put it that way... Check out Geekade.com today. Do you like video games and also hate colon cancer? Yes! Well, so does Geekade.com, which is why Geekade has teamed up with Colorectal Cancer Alliance for the 4th Annual Pain in the Assathon. Woohoo! It's a 24-hour video game marathon where Geekade staff will take on Pain in the Ass video games for charity. Yeah! Be sure to follow Geekade on Twitch, Facebook, or YouTube because the Pain in the Assathon is coming up in August. Stay tuned to Geekade and Meet and Musing social media for more details. Alright, so, it's time for some news! And before we get into the real news, we're going to get into personal news. For those of you who don't follow us on social media, and excuse me, why the fuck don't you? We met Tom Taylor a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot we didn't talk about that. <laughs> yes, we met Tom Taylor. I was cosplaying Honey Badger. We went to Australia. We went to Australia. Yeah, we traveled via kangaroo pouch. Yes. They are gooey and icky. This is all correct. Yeah, facts. 100% factual information. Animal facts. Animal facts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he, he saw me and he was like, ah, I have to take a picture with you. And I was like, I have to take a picture with you. No, he literally flipped out. Like, yeah. No exaggeration. He was, he he kept fucking smiling. He was like, oh my God, you look so great. Got up, he took a fucking picture with like, I don't know, some other people who were there. With uh, with Patty. Not with me. With Patty first, anyway. Yeah, well, because you weren't dressed up as anybody. <laughs> and, and, uh... I was dressed up as me, and that's good enough. <laughs> <laughs> I was the only person in costume, but whatever. I didn't care. I was just doing, like, a casual look anyway, which is just, like, regular clothes, not, like, you know, a spandex outfit or anything. I was in my wheelchair because I can't walk too good, and... And it was in the city. It, it was, was a in... bit... It was a bit of a hike. Yeah, so, yeah, even with public transportation, it was like a lot of walking that I wouldn't have been able to do. So when we got upstairs, because they had an elevator, they were like, oh, you can just go in front of the line. And I was like, no. <laughs> I'm just going to sit here to the side because the aisle isn't wide enough to go up to him. I'm just going to sit here on the side and watch him. I mean, seriously. Until it's our point in line. Because, no, and because here was my thinking, all right? So we got there, we got there pretty early. We were there a couple of hours beforehand, and we were talking to uh, a couple of cool people in line. But, you know, like, if we're going to, like, be there that entire time, like, why just go right upstairs, like, get the signing and talking over with, which would be, like, maybe a minute or two, and then just fucking leave? You know, like I wanted, I was so told, we stared at him. Yeah, basically. But you know, we saw how we interacted with like other fans and talking and stuff like that, and it was fun. So you know, we spent a little a little time there, and then yeah, and then we got up to him. I I, I sort of black out blacked out at this point. My memory is is kind of is kind of foggy. Uh, I know I made some sort of a dumb joke. Yes. Um, 
because, you know, people were confusing Tom Taylor and Tom King. So I made some dumb joke about that. Mm -hmm. And then uh, he wanted to know how to sign my books. And I was like, I don't care what you write. Just just write anything you want. Anything you feel like. Just I'm just happy. Happy you're here. I told him why we we waited off to the side instead of coming up immediately. Because we wanted to bask in his glory. We wanted to stare at him. And he made a cute face. Yes. And, and hand gesture. And then what did you, you say, Patty? What happens? Uh, what did I say? <laughs> I was just really happy. And I was talking to him for a little bit. And I said, you know, thanks for creating Gabby. She's awesome. And I love her. And that, like, he did a great job handling uh, X-23. And then he was telling me that Claremont had all these ideas for oh, yeah. like what he wanted to do with X twenty three, and Tom was just like, "No, that's okay, thanks." But they and 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 Claremont visited him in Australia, and they got to visit Ken- uh, koalas together. Oh yeah, now I remember that. Yeah, that like they the, went and pet koalas. Yeah, they met koalas and they talked about X twenty three. But then, you know, then he was, you know, we we took pictures together. I almost cried. I was so overcome with emotions. And, uh, you know, looking back, I'm like, I was just making stupid faces. And I'm glad that I got out of the last couple of pictures. Because it was, he he wanted pictures just with Patty. Yes. Because I'm assuming he hated me. And that's fine. (laughs) That's fine. I'm not the most likable person. I know that I'm not. Patty's Patty's the real, you know, the real draw to mutant musings. <laughs> That's not true. Yeah, I'm he... way too opinionated. <laughs> but yeah, he was a really, really sweet guy. Yeah, he um, was. I just am really bad at smiling at pictures that aren't selfies. You think that? That's way. true. No, I uh, whatever. It is objectively false, it and is... everyone who follows us on social media can verify that. Literally true. No. I hate my smile. All no, right, too bad. All right, so yeah, so that was a lot of fun. And, you know, like I said, it's it's been a while since we recorded, so I wanted to bring that up. Uh, all right, but on to some uh, other news. Uh, first is Legion Season 3 is going to be premiering on June 24th, which is only a couple of weeks away. It will kick off the show's final run of episodes. I don't feel like it's premiered this late, the past couple of seasons, uh, like in the summer. So I was wondering when they were going to announce the actual date, but there you go, June 24th. It is coming up. And then there was like a little teaser for this season in this video just featured kind of a lot of Xavier, you know, it was like voiceover of David talking about, you know, like his father. And I think it was dialogue from like the past seasons and you know how like the Shadow King was really like his nemesis. But yeah, this was really a teaser for Xavier. Yeah, no, I I agree. And for some reason, this Xavier also has a British accent, but is not either of the two men who have played Xavier before. Which kind of stinks. So then, you know, when Marvel does whatever the fuck they're going to do with the X-Men, we're probably going to have a different Xavier. So there's going to be like four of them. So there's going to be just as many Xaviers as there are Batman, almost. I hope that when the X-Men get introduced into the MCU, that every single one of them has a British accent. I hope Wolverine has a British accent. I hope Storm has a British accent. I hope Jean has a British accent. Fuck, I hope they give Lockheed a British accent. Well, like, I mean... Captain Britain? Yes. No accent. No accent. It's like (laughs) that in, uh, like, Game of Thrones and shit. Like, everybody is just British for some fucking reason. Yeah. And, like, Lord of the Rings. Like, any type of, like, you know, that, like, Lord of the Rings type of world. Everybody is British. But I thought those things take place in Britain. Game of Thrones? That's a British thing. That's where Thrones come from, all right? (laughs) 
that what do you think where do you think the queen of england sits <laughs> she sits on the game of throne the uh, the you know the game of throne throne yeah that yeah, fucking thing you. yeah i don't know i mean you know they weren't gonna get patrick stewart which kind of stinks that we'll never see him as xavier again obviously uh, in, in my opinion uh, james mcavoy isn't quite isn't as good as xavier but yeah. i still like him and it kind of stinks that we're not seeing that so you know we just kind of have another xavier now like obviously there's not much that we can say yet because i don't know the actor at all apparently he was on game of thrones <laughs> everybody was on game everybody of was thrones. on i was on game of thrones that one time yeah me too yeah but you know i mean he may end up being a great actor it may end up being an interesting addition I'm assuming there's going to be some sort of a showdown between Xavier and the Shadow King. And that'll be kind of dope. You know, we had that kind of like animated one in season one. It was very brief on like the chalkboard. I thought that was cute. I don't know. I just feel like, you know, how awful David seemed and pretty much was at the end of last season. Is he really going to be the protagonist of this season? Or is it going to be more about Xavier? And he's going to be the protagonist? Uh, These are all questions. It's called Legion. Okay. So what's your point? I I don't follow. Spell it out for me. So Legion has to be the main character. Why? Because it's called Legion. It's not called Xavier. Are you looking forward to season three? No. Why? I hate it. <laughs> Do you not want to watch it with me? Should I watch it on my own? No, I mean, I kind of have to watch it, right? Because we're going to talk about it. I can Listen, I can sit here and I can talk about it. And you can sit there and you can be like, that's stupid. <laughs> I mean, that sounds really entertaining. I might be down for that. <laughs> Or, you know what, I'll watch it. You know, uh, I mean, listen. And then just tell me what happened. No, I can watch it. You can do a puzzle or cross-stitch okay. or something. Okay, I'll you have know what to I pay mean? attention. Okay. <laughs> All right, so there you go, Legion. Uh, next piece of news. Guess what movie got delayed again? Is it Dark Phoenix? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, imagine that. The, the day You that... get to the theater and they're like, sorry, delayed. <laughs> we just got the word. We can't show it. <laughs> In the middle of uh, in the middle of the first screening of it, they have to stop, turn it off, turn the lights on. Excuse me, folks. <laughs> <laughs> they got to do some reshoots. Uh, no, New Mutants got delayed again. So for those of you not keeping score, and I wasn't either, the original release date was April thirteenth, two thousand eighteen. Then it got pushed back and scheduled for February two thousand nineteen. Then they pushed it to August second, two thousand nineteen. Now the new release date is April third. Uh, 2020, almost full two years after it was originally intended to hit theaters. Of course I'm sad. Of course. And and my, my initial reaction was, I'm going to hide my pain by making jokes, because that's the kind of guy that I am. And so I was like, yeah, we'll be talking about it on the special 1,000th episode of the Mutant Musings podcast from the retirement home. No, as upset and as sad as I am that we have to wait even longer, you know, they're finally apparently going to get around to doing what they feel they need to do to make this a better movie before they release it. Because between because after that news came out, they were like, oh, they still haven't scheduled reshoots yet. And so, you know, people are like, oh, what the fuck? So allegedly, the reshoots are happening sometime a little bit later this year. Because they have to figure out when they're going to do it and, you know, get the cast back together. Because, like, seriously, you have... Like, the the cast, you've got these five characters, you know? The five actors were available <laughs> for this movie when it was shooting. All five actors do different fucking things. So now you have to find places in their schedule where they can come back to whatever location they're going to reshoot this and get them together to do this kind of shit. 
So that, you know, that kind of that kind of stinks and that's difficult to do. So who knows when it's going to happen, but sometime this year, apparently it's going to happen. And so they can finally fucking put it together and release this next year. And you know, some people are making jokes about how, you know, the cast is going to look older, which 100%, I'm not saying that's not a legitimate complaint. I just I feel like they'll be able to do whatever they need to do to kind of cover that up, you know what I mean? If there is any difference in their look. I don't think that's as big of a concern because, I mean, we've seen with, like, what they can do with technology with even, like, that one guy from Star Wars who died, the old guy, and then they just, like, completely animated them, but it looks like normal. I don't know. I don't know what the budget is on this movie. I don't know how much more they're going to want to throw at this. I mean, at this point, it's, you know, already, like, a done deal. Like, you might as well just throw it out the window if it's going to cost you just as much as you already spent to reshoot it. But I don't know. The the New Mutants is really turning out to be like Gambit. And I kind of got that feeling when it got delayed the first time. Really? I thought, this is going to end up like Gambit. I don't know if I believe that this movie is going to come out. No, you bring up a legitimate point. But I will say, the difference between this and Gambit... Oh, uh, well, they didn't even have a director or anything. <laughs> oh, oh, no, they had plenty of directors. Oh, well, I mean, they didn't shoot anything. <laughs> they didn't. That's that's my point. That's my point is that they didn't shoot anything. You know, Channing Tatum was locked in. You saw, you know, the X-Men universe cast all the pictures with, you know, people from the X-Men movies, Ryan Reynolds, Channing Tatum's in there, too, because he's Gambit. But then it ended up never happening because that shit has been officially canceled, whereas this was, was shot. You know, so, I mean, I see exactly where you're coming from, and I was worried about that, too. And plenty of people along the way have been saying, oh, it's going to be canceled. Oh, it's going to be, you know, put on Hulu or something. It's going to come out on a streaming service. You know, they're they're stating that, no, this is the date it's going to come out. We plan on doing reshoots. I, I'm still so hard, so hard trying to keep the faith that I'm going to see this in theaters April 3rd, 2020. I hope so. I don't think that this is going to be an amazing movie. I'm just hoping it's a good movie. These are, you know, I mean, this is like pretty much my favorite team. These are some of my favorite characters. You know, I mean, New Mutants and X-Force are the comics that I think of when I think of reading comics as a child. So it's got a special place in my heart. And I really want to see this on the big screen. I really do. I've stated that so many times. But, you know, I hope this is it. Yeah, I mean, I guess all they can do is wait. And, you know, if they delay it again, then, you know... Then what? There's nothing we can do about it. Then, then they, it's probably going to get canceled. They delay it again. Just fart about it. Yeah. Yeah. Just fart. <laughs> and so the last pieces of news we're talking about, Jonathan Hickman has, he sat down for interviews regarding of what he's doing with uh, the X-Men. And so we found out that apparently it was about a year and a half ago when Dan Buckley, Marvel's publisher, called him and wanted to talk about projects for marvel and him coming back and you know he's had a good relationship with marvel and also he he mentioned some vertically integrated opportunities at the company and i'm thinking like what does that mean does that mean him moving higher up yes (laughs) yes thank you for divining vertical for me (laughs) no I, i i don't know the difference i have to like think about it for like a minute yeah and then make a visual well horizontal is like the horizon yeah, but then there's Verizon, and that gets me confused. <laughs> Verizon and Horizon are not the same thing. I know, but it's confusing because one is vertical, 
But it's a combination of the words vertical and horizon. You see the sun coming over the horizon. I, that's what I'm saying. I have to think which one is the horizon. And then horizon is the name of an insurance company. <laughs> <laughs> there should be a cell phone slash insurance company named Hertical. <laughs> <laughs> that's perfect for an insurance company. Hertical. <laughs> That's uh, that's actually the name of Mr. Sinister's law firm. <laughs> it's the Hertical <laughs> law firm. So, uh, so you know, he is the one who pitched canceling the entire line. Because he was like, I don't like new number ones. I don't think that there should be a mixed message like, you know, this starts over here. It's like, cancel, just cancel the entire line. Uh, this is what we need to do narratively to return the X-Men to their rightful prominent position in the Marvel Universe. So that was all his idea, and this was a while ago. Uh, and initially... It's only going to be two books. What is it? July? Yeah, late July through September. Uh, only two X books are going to be available. And they're going to be uh, released at, what do you call that? Like a staggering rate? Yeah. It's, uh, you know, one comes out and then the other comes out. And then the next issue of the one comes out. So I think that that's, that's kind of interesting. So House of X is a story about a pivotal month in history of X-Men where everything changes for mutants on Earth. And Powers of Ten is about the history of mutants in the Marvel Universe. And then they crash together and propel us forward into the X-Universe. And at the conclusion of the 12 weeks, there's going to be an entire new universe of X-Books. And there's going to be two waves of it. So, you know, obviously it's not just going to be these two going forward for the next few years. There's going to be a few Wave 1 and then a few Wave 2. We're getting ready to hire talent for those, is what he said. So that's all kind of exciting, all kind of scary and uh i don't know what do you think i don't know i mean i have no idea what any of this is going to be about and if he says he doesn't like renumbering and he doesn't like number ones like what's going to come after this there's going to be number ones after this and they're not just going to be like well okay here's issue uncanny 624 do it like i hope they do it i don't know i'm i'm just like really hopeful that this is what's going to make the book's better because i feel like they haven't been good in a while i think yes that it's marvel's 80th anniversary and that since they're putting out marvel comics number 1000 every new x-men title they they put out should start with number 1000 (laughs) there should be uncanny x-men 1000 x-force number 1000 x-factor number 1000 fallen angels (laughs) number 1000 uh the adventures of cycle the furthest Adventures of Cyclops and Phoenix, number 1,000. Mm-hmm. Longshot saves the Marvel Universe, number 1,000. Okay. I'm really excited to see what these waves are going to be, but at the same time, I'm like cautiously optimistic. I remember um, not this volume, but the last volume of Uncanny was announced, you know, with Cullen Bunn writing. They were like, oh yeah, Greg Land on art. I'm like, are you kidding me? So, you know, that kind of fucking monkey Greg wrench. Greg Land is going to do all of the art on all of the X-Books. That's a surprise. That's a twist. <laughs> yeah, he is the hardest working man in the porn industry. <laughs> <laughs> no, because, you know, that's going to be exciting, I-, I think. You know, they'll announce a few, and then, uh, and then you know, we'll all be flipping out for a day, and they'll be like... Then we're all going to be like, where's this? Oh, no, where's that? Oh, I hate this person. Ah, fuck that writer. Ah, it's going to suck. Ugh, fuck Hickman. That sounds like me. (laughs) 
I, I, I don't know. I Again, cautious optimism. But but I was glad to hear some of the details from him. Also, uh, this came out a day or two later, I think, that he said, Jonathan Hickman, I will tell you that we are not telling an alternate universe story, and I'm not telling a story that deals with time travel. So that's interesting, too, because we've been seeing some weird images, you know, especially of, like, that new girl on air, on, you know, like, who looks kind of like a mix of like colossus magic and then recently you see the images of her phasing and it's like oh shadow cat 2 so it's like oh this is alternate universe lady or you know are we going into the future with these stories he says no he says no so this is 616 x-men so who the fuck knows what's gonna happen we have to wait you can this bullshit but you (laughs) okay fine so it's the love child of kitty and (laughs) iliana yeah yeah. They uh they put their DNA together? Yes. Who and uh which one of them which one of them do you think would have carried the baby to term? Colossus. <laughs> that explains why it has his powers too. <laughs> Patty, I don't think that's how penises work. Listen. Even if you even if you don't snip that skin off, I don't think uh Listen, I don't know about penises. <laughs> I don't have one. Oh man. I don't know if if that idea of him you know telling rosenberg to just have like a big calling before he comes why is he introducing new characters well i don't know honestly though i think that's the only i could be wrong but you know you remember that uh big image yeah yeah i think that this woman is the only there's one more there's a like a red nightcrawler or something uh that could be uh what's his name azazel but I'm, i'm glad though that that we're not dealing in alternate universes or time travel, uh, enough of that. Doesn't mean that this is going to be amazing, but uh, I have some faith in it. You know, I mean, I've read stuff by Hickman before. I was not like the biggest fan just because he wasn't writing stuff that I was inherently too interested in. But what I read, I thought was great. Like, I never really cared much about the Fantastic Four, but I read a little bit of his Fantastic Four. I liked it. The other book that was coming out, FF, was great. I fucking loved that book. And again, it's from somebody who doesn't really care about the Fantastic Four. So I thought that was really great. I've read other stuff by him. The Avengers, New Avengers was pretty good too. So we'll we'll see. I think that this is at least moving the X-Men in the right direction. So that'll do it for this episode of Mutant Musings. Thanks for joining us and don't forget to leave us a comment on geekade.com. Leave us ratings and reviews on iTunes or anywhere else you find our podcast. Follow us on Instagram at mutant underscore musings underscore podcast and on Twitter at mutant musings. Are you excited for Season 3 of Legion? Do you think New Mutants will ever be released? Join us next time for our special 50th episode, where we'll be kicking off our summer series. And until then... Honey Badger was right. Honey Badger. <laughs>